Welcome to Invitations to Play, Learn, Grow, the podcast. I am your creative solutions creator and professional mess maker. My, oh my, what a beautiful day. I don't know what the weather is like where you are listening this week, but it is warm and sunshiny and wonderful outside, which is where I am recording this episode from. This week, we recognized International Women's Day. And so I wanted to continue along the success line, the success concept. And I wanted to talk about what it means to be or feel successful. How can we help the kids in our lives feel successful? And one of the ways that I would suggest helping the kids in your lives feel successful is by engaging them in activities that allow them to explore their own skill sets, their own interests. And I talk about that quite a bit in a lot of different ways, ways that we can tie kids' interests and kids' current skill sets into the experiences we have and the experiences we encourage them to engage in. Tying kids' interest to an experience is the greatest way I think you can encourage and support a child feeling successful. When you offer them the opportunity to learn something or try something or experience something that is tied to something somehow that they're already interested in, They get excited about that experience. And whether it works out the way that they wanted it to or thought that it would, they end up feeling successful anyways. Here's an example that we adults may have experienced ourselves. When we try a new hobby, whether it's running or it's 
engaging in some other sort of sport or it's learning a new instrument or it's taking a dance class. We may not get every element right. We may not be the best at that thing the very first time we do it and You can almost guarantee that that is the case. But as long as we finish the experience, the lesson, the class, the song, the dance routine, the game, whatever, we feel like a champion. We feel like a success because we tested ourselves. We tested our understanding. We tested our skills. And we finished. We may have looked all kinds of crazy. We may have fallen all over the place. We may have lost the game big time. But we finished. We completed the task. We completed the challenge. And that in and of itself is a success. And we often walk away from whatever the experience is feeling successful simply because we finished. And so when we can give kids and ourselves experiences and support them in sticking with something even though it might be difficult we are giving them the opportunity by the end of that experience to feel successful now a lot of times when something gets hard or something gets intimidating or fear or anxiety creeps in kids instinct is to quit or to retreat to something more familiar something they already know they're good at and it is up to us to instill in them understanding how to see something that is scary or difficult or intimidating or unfamiliar as exciting as an opportunity to learn an opportunity to get better to challenge themselves or better yet using a word that most kids understand it's an opportunity to show off it's an opportunity to show the world what they're made of what they're capable of and when we can get kids to think about something new as an opportunity to show off they see it as more of a positive experience 
they see it as that experience becoming about them and what they can do and what they're capable of and how they would do something. And so even if it doesn't go the way they planned or thought that it would, the experience becomes about their ability to show you what they do know. And that idea is even more enhanced when they can convince other people to participate with them. Kids get excited when they can see other people having a positive reaction when something does go awry. So when a mistake does happen or they do miss a step and then they cause someone else to miss a step in a routine and you're able to laugh about it versus getting embarrassed or frustrated. It's all about the perspective we choose to bring to an experience and teaching kids to have a positive perspective on things that are unfamiliar. It's very easy to go into a stressful situation and react negatively, to be embarrassed when something doesn't go the way that we expect it to, or to act out in anger or frustration, which we see a lot of kids, no matter their age, do. Because that's their knee-jerk reaction is to get frustrated to express a negative emotion. But if we can instill them with that mindset to go into a new experience with a light-hearted attitude and not take something overly seriously, then we give them the opportunity to rebound from a mistake, perhaps laugh at themselves, have fun with the idea that something didn't quite go right. And that's how we build resilience in the kids in our lives. We can do this at home. We can do this in the classroom. We can do this as fellow community citizens. So when we can instill kids with that mindset, what we will see is we will see the kids in our lives and ourselves if we choose to engage in these kinds of experiences as adults, is we become better communicators. We encourage the kids in our lives to become more independent because they want to to take more chances. They want to try new things. And a lot of times they might want to see if they can cause a funny or a unexpected outcome. So I want to encourage 
all of us to try new things, to offer and be willing to engage in experiences we might not have had before. So as an adult, this could look like engaging in a game that the kids in your life have made up <laughs> and rolling with the punches as they explain the game and you start to engage in it and maybe halfway through they start to change the rules or the object of the game gets altered as you're doing it roll with the punches and have fun with a new experience because you will ha have an opportunity to create positive reactions, positive interactions, and you will see the kids learning as they're rolling with the punches. They're trying their ideas, they're adjusting on the fly, they're learning what is and is not working and adjusting accordingly. One of the things that we as adults need to also be mindful of as we try to support our kids in feeling and becoming more successful in the things that they do in their lives or the things that they try or the choices that they make is the way that we ourselves are modeling success. How are we modeling our own reactions when we do new things or try something that doesn't work out the way we thought it would? Do we get angry? Do we get frustrated? Do we give up easily? The kids in our lives are watching us have these reactions and we tend as adults to forget that. So we have to be careful how we are modeling our own ideas of success and our own reactions to experiences that we have. So that is some of the ways that we can help the kids in our lives feel more successful. But what does successful parenting, educating, and caregiving look like? A lot of times, we as adults are really hard on ourselves. We set these almost unachievable expectations for what our parenting practices must look like for what our educational practices and experiences must look like, how our classrooms must run, 
how our students must behave, the milestones that our students must achieve. And as caregivers, we set these unrealistic expectations about how much we have to get checked off the quote-unquote to-do list by the end of a given day. And those things leave us feeling physically, mentally, and emotionally depleted. We have to remember to manage our own energy because managing our own energy is part of how we project to our children if we're a parent or to our students if we're a teacher or to the people in our care if we're a caregiver. We have to be mindful of engaging in practices that support our ability to manage and maintain our energy. Because if we can regulate how we dispense our energy, we can be more mindful of having positive, stress-free interactions and reactions instead of negative ones. And that is a positive idea to model for the kids in our lives as well. When we as a parent or an educator or a caregiver put in place practices that support us in being and feeling successful, we in turn support the kids in our lives in themselves starting to feel successful. How do we know that they are feeling more successful? Again, they're going to start displaying more of an ability to be independent. They're going to be able to communicate better because they're going to feel more confident in their ideas, in their feelings, in their needs, and their abilities to express those things. We may also see our success as a parent or a caregiver or an educator reflected back to us through the kids in our lives being more willing to take chances and to explore new things, new ideas, new learning experiences, new foods. I hear that a lot about how stressful mealtime can be regardless of whether you're a parent, an educator, or a caregiver. As an adult, we go through all of this work to prepare what we think is a nice meal, and then 
everybody is disappointed because you've made something they don't like or that they didn't have a taste for or that they can't eat for this reason or that reason. But if we were to take a step back and include the kids in our lives in the meal prep process or the meal planning process, that's a good example of a way that we can not only give the kids in our lives a feeling of being successful, but that's a way that we can reinforce a feeling of success for ourselves because we are reducing and avoiding an opportunity for mealtime to become an opportunity for stress to arise because we're engaging other people in the process. You'd be amazed at what creative ideas kids can come up with around putting a meal together and their willingness to participate in the process of preparing the meal because it's a new experience and they are excited to feel helpful or important. They're also excited to learn something new and to do something they've never done before. This can also be true with what you might call chores or daily tasks. Things like putting their toys away or learning or studying a subject that isn't necessarily fun. We can create an experience successful outcomes around these experiences by injecting fun into the experience. I can give you a couple of examples. Kids love to make a mess when it's playtime and they despise putting things away or cleaning up after themselves. It doesn't matter whether it's been a play mess that was made or whether it was clearing their dishes from the table because they just finished a meal or picking up their own clothes that they wore off the floor of their room. They don't like going through the work of putting things away. They like to tear things apart but they don't like to put them away. That's because taking things apart generally involved some sort of reward, some sense of gratification. The food tasted good. It was fun to play the game that involved 50,000 pieces. They had fun playing outside and enjoyed coming in muddy and tearing out of their muddy clothes to put on something more comfortable. 
But if we can make it into as fun of an experience to put those things away, perhaps we set up an, a reward system or we play some fun music while we're putting away pieces to things we've played with or we give some sort of an incentive for cleaning up after yourself at the dinner table. Perhaps we're rewarded with some sort of another privilege by helping out around the house with chores like cleaning up our spot at the table and putting our dishes in the dishwasher or taking the dishes out of the dishwasher. These kinds of things help the kids in our lives feel successful. It takes something off of our plate as an adult. And so it all becomes a win-win situation. Now, we have all been learning from home or home type situations or virtual situations for a very long time. And kids are as tired of it as we as adults are. But you can inject fun into a learning experience. And those of us who are educators, tutors, teachers, caregivers, we know this from more of our day-to-day -day experiences because that's how we are used to doing things, but it has been a learning process for a lot of parents. And I promise you, you can make, you can take the stress out of homeschool time by getting kids involved in an experience, turning, learning something like math or English or handwriting into an experience, creating a fun, rewarding activity around it. When kids are engaged in an experience, whether it's learning a skill or a subject, when kids can experience it, they enjoy it much more than just observing someone else demonstrate it or being lectured to. So I want to encourage you, if you are burned out as a parent who is trying to do the homeschool thing, I want to encourage you to try this method out. You will see that your kids will become excited about being in more control of the learning process because they get to experience it versus just absorbing a load of information.
So that is what I have for you this week. I hope you find this episode useful. I hope you will take some of the examples that I gave and put your own spin on them. I try to give general ideas so that you can tweak them for your specific situation. And I want to encourage you, if you need any further creative support, I am always here. You can reach out to me through social media or the comment sections of these episodes. And I would love to help create learning solutions for you. I want to thank you for joining me this week. I hope you'll come back next time when I will have another fun learning and skill building topic to dive into together. Have a great week. I'll talk to you soon.